So I want to begin a new series, uh, be at least two or three sermons, not sure, but title this, and I think it's going to be around, it's going to be a, a bit about worship. And I want to talk about on this topic, um, now I'm out of sequence here, okay. <laughs> I want to preach on this thought, bring me a minstrel, bring me a minstrel. There's this story in 2 Kings chapter 3, you may have remembered it. Three kings made an alliance, the king of Judah and the king of Israel and the, and the king of, uh, of uh, Edom, and they decided to band together to fight Moab. And, you know, sometimes we make alliances that get us in trouble. Sometimes we hang out with the wrong people. We go the wrong direction, make the wrong decisions. Well, they all got together and they said, let's, let's take the army this way and we'll surprise, surprise the Moabites and we'll defeat them. And here they go and they get out in the desert and guess what? They couldn't find any water. And the army is perishing. The army, how many know, like Napoleon said, an army marches on its stomach. But really it needs water more than food. It, it has to have water and they're running out of water. I think that's where the church is today, world. That thirst that you saw. And that's why some of you were up here. You're just thirsty for what's next. Thirsty. Sometimes you don't even know what you're thirsty. You went drinking from cisterns instead of drinking from the wells. Oh, Lord, help us in this place. And there it goes. And I think that's where the church world is. You know, preachers are preaching, but they're not preaching under the anointing. And the anointing makes the difference. It's good to preach the word, but how many know you need the oil on the, on the machinery? You need the oil on the engine. You, you need that anointing. Amen. So they're stuck in the wilderness without water. And, and, and Jehoshaphat said, isn't there a man of God here? You know, they always look for the preacher when they need something. Where's the preacher? Where's the prophet? We need a word from the Lord. And he said, well, they, we got this guy named Elisha. Uh-huh. Let's bring Elisha in. Let's, let's have him prophesy. We, we need to hear from God. You know, my question is, you should have prayed before you went into the wilderness. You should have got that preacher a word. You should have got a word before you left. But now that you're here, now you need God. All right, I'll Stop fussing at you. Bring the preacher. And here comes Elisha. And Elisha looks around the room, 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 15. And, here, and here's what he said. And Elisha said, as God, how many know that's one of his titles? He's the God of the angel armies. As the God of the angel armies lives and before whom I stand ready to serve, if it weren't for the respect I have for Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I wouldn't give you the time of day. But considering, hmm, bring me a minstrel. And when a minstrel played, when a minstrel played, he's nameless. We don't know what he played. Might have been amazing grace. <laughs> I don't think so. When a minstrel played, the power 
of God came on Elisha. Don't tell me worship doesn't matter. Don't be criticizing people who go out there. Don't make fun of people that extravagantly worship God to the point some have crossed over the line where they don't care what people think anymore. And they get hit and they get criticized. But that's a place. You've got to get, sometimes you have to get to a certain place to get a word from the Lord, to get an answer to your prayer. Oh, somebody help me in this place. Worship gives us, brings us to three places. Or maybe another way of putting it is we need to get to three places to experience powerful worship. They all start, all three start with the letter A, and there's three of them, so you can keep track of how, how well I'm doing. And they all start with A, so you can remember them, okay? We're, we're organized this morning, at least till I get halfway through, and who knows? I might get to a B and a C, you never know. Letter A, number one, atmosphere. Atmosphere. Elisha knew he needed to clear the atmosphere before he was ever going to hear from God. He had to change the atmosphere of three kings fussing and feuding, of armies that are crying out for water. There was stress and pressure and confusion and second-guessing and people saying, you shouldn't have done this. And then you got, well, I told them not to go. Yeah, where were you? Yeah. You've got all that going on, all the chatter. Listen, I, I, I got a word for you. Some of you need to learn how to get alone with God. Some of you need to know how to shut everything off. Oh, I'm going to go somewhere. You're not going to lie. You need to shut down Facebook sometimes. Sometimes spend, instead of spending sometimes spending time on Facebook, you need to get on your face with the book. Are you hearing me? On your face with the book. <laughs> they didn't get it. They didn't get it. Atmosphere. Listen, there's too many voices today. Too many distractions today. You know, I, 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 I kind of I like to follow politics, but sometimes you just got to shut it off. Sometimes you understand it really doesn't matter because God's in charge anyway. Because, listen, it doesn't matter because God's got a plan before I was ever born. He, he knows who's next. He knows what's next. He knows how it's going to happen. Amen. God's in charge. Oh, I know the devil's stirring up some mess, but God's in charge today. Amen. So sometimes you just need to get quiet and alone with him. You need to learn how to shut things down and get quiet and change the atmosphere. If you're alone, nobody cares. Turn on some music. Sing. Even if you can't sing, if you're alone, nobody cares. You know, we get people, who say, I want to join the praise team. God says, you know, God doesn't care what I sound like. I said, amen, God doesn't care, but we do. <laughs> you're messing with our atmosphere now. <laughs> Amen, far flung. You got to, yeah, you got, mm, 
Nothing worse than someone off key to ruin the atmosphere. Jesus, help us. Too many voices, too many distractions. We need to make an altar. We need to have a place where we can worship God. John 4, verse 23. Watch this. Jesus speaking. No, no one, no one uh, has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in It's supposed to be John 4, 23. (laughs) I don't know where that scripture came from. John 4, 23. You got it? This means tell a joke. What? (laughs) Ah, Jesus. But the hour finally comes. And now is when the true... What? So there are worshipers that aren't true? The true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Speaking to the woman at the well. For the Father, I can't hear you. Father seeketh. What does God seek? What does God desire? Oh, that's a huge question. He seeks, he desires worshipers. How do I please God? It's worship, but he worship. Worship. Not because he needs worship, but he knows you've got to get in the atmosphere to hear from heaven. If you want to know what's going on in heaven, you need to worship like you're in heaven. Wow. Joshua, Joshua 3 and, and, and verse 13, when they got ready to cross over, cross over the Jordan, it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that came down from above, and they shall stand, you couldn't fit three words, upon a heap. They shall stand upon a heap. Watch this. In other words, they were carrying the ark on their shoulders. And they're going into the Jordan during flood season. You know, sometimes God tells you where to go, but you have no clue how to get there. Sometimes God gives you life direction, and your question is, ain't no way. I don't see any way we're going to get across this. But what does he tell them to do? He said, put the ark on your shoulder and start walking. You know, I've preached this before, and they start walking, they start going into the water, and they get deeper and deeper and deeper. And Well, I thought God parted it. Watch it, watch it. He didn't. Yes, he did, but not at the place they were crossing. Sometimes you, sometimes God gives you a promise. You start walking into it, and, it's, and what's happening is the opposite of what he promised. And instead of the waters going down, you're going down. Come on. He said, I'm going to cut off the waters, and all you get is blah, 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 blah. And they're, they're marching with the ark. And how many know there's always one? And I'm sure one of them tapped the other one. Hey, we're going to drown. <laughs> we need to stop walking because the further we walk, the... 
And I, I believe the water got high enough to, to shut his mouth. Sometimes God's got to get the water high enough to shut your mouth. Quit cursing your own blessing. Amen. Oh, I, let's, let, let's, pro, let, let's preach about... Uh, no, let's not go to John the Baptist. No, I, I, We'll chase that rabbit. We'll be here another hour. And the water got higher and the water got higher. But what they didn't know is upstream. I said upstream. God shut the water off. Hallelujah. And at some point, the water went down and they went across. Oh, I knew it all along. God changed their atmosphere by cutting off the thing. That was trying to drown them. Oh, somebody praise the Lord right there. Amen. Come on, praise the Lord right there. Deuteronomy chapter 11 and and, 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 and verse 10. uh, Watch this. For the land that you're going to, they're out in the wilderness, right? Where you go in to possess it, it is not like the land of Egypt. How many know the place God's taking you to is not like the place you've been? From whence you came out. Where they sowest thy seed. And where where did we get King? Old King James here? Where thou sowest and waterest. I thought we eliminated the old King James. What happened here? Oh, just go on. Okay. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of you, thank you, from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water from the rain of heaven. Oh, this is good. A land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. Mm-hmm. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I commanded you today, to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Come on. Then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain your new wine and your oil. Egypt was flat all, not a lot of rain. Their water came from the Nile. And they had to go to the Nile with a bucket, scoop it up, and walk to the field. But God said, when you get to your promise, you won't have to go toting buckets. When you get to the, when you get to the promised land... I'm going to send rain from heaven. The rain's coming to you. You won't have to go get a hello, anyone filled with the Holy Ghost this morning. You won't have to go with a bucket and get your water and pour it out. He said, I'm going to send you rain from heaven. I'm going to send you rivers of rain. You won't have to go looking for it. It's coming to you. God, send us a move of God that comes to us. To every nose from the highlands of heaven. To every nook and cranny of Journey Life Center, give him praise if you're with me in the house. Ah, 
Glory to God. Oh, there's so much there. Ze- Zechariah 14, 17, and it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem, this is during the millennium, I don't have time to explain it, to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, on them there will be no rain. During the thousand-year reign, there's going to be people coming out of the tribulation that didn't die. And they go into the thousand-year reign. And God says, if you don't come to Jerusalem to worship, you're not going to get any rain. No worship. No worship. Oh, you got it. Oh, God. Worship. Oh, quit complaining. Start praising. He said, if you don't worship, the rain's going to get cut off. It's time to change the atmosphere. Wow. And let God move in this. Oh, somebody, somebody. In God good, in God good, in God. Thank you, Jesus. I, I got to go to point number two, ascension. Atmosphere and ascension. You know Psalms 22 and 3. It talks about, but you are holy, enthroned or seated in the praises of Israel. How many times have you heard me say, God sits in your praise? When you come to a place of worship, he just goes, mm, that sounds like what's going on in my house. That sounds exactly like heaven right now. And he says, you know what? I know I'm high and lifted up. But when they praise like that, when they praise me like that, I don't want to be just sitting up there looking. I want to come down. and Let me just sit in that praise. That's when we say, oh, I feel Jesus. That's when we say, like, I feel the Lord in this place. Well, what just happened? You were praising the Lord, and he decided to sit down in it. He's enthroned. He is seated in the praises. He's not seated in the complaints. He's not seated in your doubts. Oh, he understands your tears. He understands your middle of your tears. You're going through. But if you want him seated in the middle of your tears, you're going to have to learn how to change the atmosphere and praise him. I don't care what you're going through. I still believe you can find a reason to shout. Oh, Jesus, help us in this place. John 12 and verse 32. Watch this. It says, Jesus said, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. Now, I know primarily it's talking about how he would die, that on the cross as he's lifted up, at that moment he drew humanity. But I think there's a secondary, deeper meaning there, and that is when we lift him up, he draws I want to see my loved one saved. Well, when you worship, they'll see something in you that they want in themselves. When they see Jesus in you, and you lift up Jesus, when you stop going to the family reunions and fuss and fight, 
Well, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. There's always one. There's that crazy aunt in the basement and the lunatic, lunatic uncle in the attic. Amen. I, I don't know who else was up there in the attic. Poor Gloria, but that's where they put the nuts. Uh, not that Gloria. Don't, don't take me there. Don't take me there. I'll be in the attic tonight. <laughs> Where was I? My God, hallelujah. <laughs> As you live, it's kind of like putting, tent, like you got all the canvas for your tent, but you didn't put the poles under it. It's nice to have something underfoot, but what you really need is something overhead. It's nice to have something to walk on. But what you need is a tent, so you need to raise the poles, tighten the stakes. Woo, glory to God. Some people raise the poles and don't tighten the stakes. That's wrong, too. You need, you need the word, spirit, and truth. Worship in spirit and truth. And when you do, the truth is the stakes in the ground. But the, mm, my God, worship in spirit is raising those poles up. So you got room in the, under the canvas. The worst, he said, if I've been lifted up, I'll draw everyone else unto me. You want to get people saved? Worship the Lord. Anybody getting this? If you're one of those who doesn't believe in worship, your idea of worship is checking everyone else out. That ain't worship. That ain't worship. Oh, Jesus, help us. I got to hurry up. How many are still here? Oh, I've lost, I've lost 20%. Real quick, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. For God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead. How many were dead once? In trespasses, he made us alive. Together with Christ, by grace you've been saved, and raised us up together. Watch this. And made us. He didn't ask us. He made us sit together in the heaven. I'm not talking. He's not talking about heaven here. Right now, this presence that we have felt. He has made us to sit together in heavenly places. This is a good day to worship in the round. Amen. You know, when we get to heaven, we're not going to be sitting in rows. <laughs> they were seated around the throne. I'm going to start preaching in the middle. He made us sit together. Say, he made us sit together. In heavenly places. Wow. Our, our prayers are like the evening sacrifice, that, that, that smoke rising. I don't care what you burn, that smoke's going to rise. I don't care what you do, if you'll praise him, it rises. It rises. And he said, that's, your prayers are like the evening sacrifice. In, in Genesis, real quick, Genesis 12 and, 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 and verse 7, he, he says, then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to your descendants, I will give this land. There's the promise. And there he built an altar to the Lord. Whenever God spoke, he made an altar. Whenever God spoke, he said, I need to go a little higher. 
And he would make an altar, and he'd go up on the altar, right? He said, this is to you and to your descendants. We're good there. We need to start building altars. That's, that's what worship is. That's what worship was in the Old Testament. It was a sacrifice burning on an altar. In Romans 12, you know what it says, that we are a living. You're the sacrifice. <laughs> the problem with living sacrifices is they, they squirm. You put living sacrifice, oh, that's hot. I don't want Come on. You have to endure the flame to be the sacrifice. Oh, that's, that's too deep. That's too deep for y'all. 1 Peter 1.7, right? I don't know if I'm jumping around or not. Just follow me. That the genuineness of your faith, Peter said, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by f- fire, may be found to praise. Woo. Talking about your trial. Your trial becomes praise, tested by fire, honor and glory at the revelation. If you could just see Jesus, you would start praising the Lord. The fire you're going through is a fire to purify you and to make you who God means you to be. I I read this illustration of someone who, I, I, I don't know if anyone has ever done this, making clay pots. You put them on the, on the wheel. You can watch this on television, right? The, the wet clay, and they form it with their hands. But then they have to put it in the oven. It's one thing being formed by God when his hands are all over you, and he's pushing here, and right? It's something else to go through the fire. Oh, that's from the devil. I don't care where it's from. It's, go- it's for your advantage. I don't care where it's from. He'll turn, he'll turn the evil to good anyway. He'll say, whatever, devil. I'm coming. This will make me look better. And they put it in the oven, and, 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 of course, back in the day especially, they put it in the oven, and you have to... You have to get a certain temperature and a certain amount of time for that pot to come out like it's supposed to come out. Too early, it's too soft. Keep it in too long, it's too brittle. It'll break. The Lord never puts more on you than you can stand. You're not coming out too soon, but you don't want to come out too late either. (laughs) And sometimes we stay in things too long because we didn't praise God. We come out brittle. We've got a lot of brittle people today. People that are about ready to crack. And church, we need to be there for them. So they asked him, he said, how do you know when the pot is ready? He said, I listen. He said, what? What do you mean? I'm looking at a fire. What, What are you listening for? He said, I listen. He said, because when the pot gets a certain temperature... At a certain amount of time, it'll sing. It lets out a... (laughs) This is when you need to be up there. (laughs) I don't know if it sounds like that. 
Maybe it's a black pot in a black church, but I don't know. <laughs> but it, it gets to a, it, 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 it lets out a kind of a whistle. He said, when I hear it sing, I know it's time to take it out. Some of you, some of you, you're still in the fight. Mm, come on, church, hallelujah. If you'll just sing, that might be the exit. If you'll just praise the Lord, that might be the time you're coming out. If you'll just praise him, that might be the crossing over that you need right now. Oh, somebody, somebody praise the Lord. Just sing, sing to the Lord. Point three, authority. Listen, I won't be long. That's a lie. Sorry. Authority. Because worship is not just a feel-good place. I'm okay. (laughs) While I was praying for people. Just watch it. Are you sure you're okay? Are you really okay? with? <laughs> Apparently, casting out demons affects your watch. I don't know. Shut up. I'm okay. No, I didn't fall. Okay, all right. <laughs> Do other preachers have these problems? Do y'all, I don't know. Is it just me? Authority. Because it, worship is not just... Being in a place, you know, we're seated with him in heavenly places. Doesn't mean that we're just cozy on daddy's throne. It's a throne. Oh, oh, y'all didn't get that. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a love seat, although he loves you. It, it, it's not a recliner. It's a throne. When you worship, you find, mm, you clear the air. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Come on, church. You clear the air. Can I get an amen? You ascend, as it were. But not just that. You're seated in a place of a, of a th- You see, back then, everything was done from the throne room. All the proclamations, all the laws. They didn't have a Congress. They just had a king. You know what the problem with the church today? They want the kingdom, but they don't want the king. But if you got a kingdom, you got to have a king. They want the benefits of kingdom, but they don't want to obey the king. You'll get it about three this afternoon. Worship is not just a feel-good place. It is a place of authority. It was a privilege to be in the king's court because you got to... Stand in the courtroom and hear the actual proclamations. That, oh, I, I'm going back to John the Baptist again. Remember when the angel came to Zechariah? You, you name him John. Zechariah's going, I don't know that. Well, then I'm going to shut your mouth. That's a whole sermon. You got another hour? I'm... And what did the angel say? I am Gabriel. What was he saying? I was there when God said it. Don't question me. Don't contradict me. I was there. Listen, when the devil comes against your promise, you need 
You need to stand up and say, no, devil. I was there. I heard it from the throne room. Authority. Authority over what God has given you. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Psalms 133 says, there. Say there. There the Lord commands the blessing. I want to live where he commands blessings on my life. Let's finish with the rest of this story real quick. 2 Kings 3. So here it goes. And, he, and, and here's, what, here's what Elisha said. Thus says the Lord. <laughs> this is his prophecy. <laughs> Make this valley full of ditches. Okay, let's get another man in here. You don't win. What? We're already in a valley. Why dig lower? Sometimes when you're low, you need to go a little lower. You know, praise is all about raising. Worship's all about declining. Praise is about raising the hands. Worship's about bending the knee. Oh, somebody help me in this. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see the wind, nor shall you see it rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. Let's just stop there. Wow. And it happened overnight. They didn't see it rain. They didn't see a storm. Probably a calm moon night, but when they got up, the ditch. You know how it happened? Over on the other side of the mountain. Out of their sight. Clueless. It started to rain on the other side of the mountain. And that mountain collected all that rain and sent it down the hill. And Filton, listen, you don't have to see where it's coming from to know it's coming. You don't have to have it all figured out to get your blessing. You don't have to understand it all. Come on, some of you, some of you, you can, I got to understand. No, you don't have to understand. You have to believe. Just trust him. Reminds me of Abraham taking his son up the mountain, his son Isaac. And Isaac said, where's the sacrifice? Well, there's that. We need to talk. And he raises that knife about to, but the Bible says, whoo, glory to God. I feel a hunk coming on. Help me, Jesus. While he's tying Isaac to the altar. A ram's coming up the other side. The ram didn't know it. Ram didn't know why he was going up the mountain. But here he comes. And just about the time he was going to sacrifice his son, there's a... Your bell is coming. Hallelujah. Your ram in the bush. It was... Trying to, sometimes your blessings trying to get me out of here. But God said, I'm going to send your answer. I'm going to send your blessing. Your ram in the bush is about to come up the other side of the mountain. So somebody praise you. Somebody needs a shout. Yeah. 
Put some more scriptures up there while I catch my breath. This is a simple matter. Say it's a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. Oh, and oh, by the way, he won't just give you water. He's going to deliver the Moabites into your hand. Woo, I love it. Now, it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Edom, and the land was filled with water. They couldn't find it yesterday. Now it's filling the ditches. And when all the Moabites heard that the kings had come up to fight against them, all who were able to bear arms and older were gathered, and they stood at the border. Basically, when they saw the, the sun shone on, that, on those ditches, and it looked, they didn't know there were ditches there. They said, it looks like blood. Those three kings, this is what the devil's counting on. Those three kings had killed themselves. They had killed their armies. Killed. You understand what I'm saying? They rebelled against each other. That's what the devil wants. He wants the church to use the sword on each other. The sword of the word. Well, I'll tell you one thing, the Bible. Shut up. I know, I know the Bible says that women are supposed to be, you know, submitted to their husband. But, but husbands, that doesn't mean you can use the Bible as a sword on your wife or your children. I know some of you are bigger than me, but I run faster than most of you old guys. Maybe not at the moment. Okay, back up, back up. He's counting on the church destroying itself. But that's not what happened. That wasn't blood. That was water. Sometimes, the, sometimes, the enemy, sometimes God will fool the enemy and set an ambush for him. And here they come. Ah, there's only a few left. No, oh, they're all left. And they defeated the Moabites that day. And the rest is history. Church, sometimes you have to dig ditches. To get what God, sometimes you got to get low to get what God would have for you. If you'll dig deep enough, He'll fill everything you dig. Whew. If you worship, He'll fit. If you'll get down on your face, whew, the lower you, ah, He'll fill those places. With his glory, power, he's about to answer some prayers. Would you stand to your feet? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I feel him in this house. Oh, the Lord's in the house. This is weird. I actually heal, I hear, not these guys, I actually hear footsteps, angels. Like, like Gloria said, I think that's one of the things that touched me more than anything. I wasn't supposed to be there, but I, I kept sneaking in. I figure if these guys could be there, I could be there. <laughs> But to see the kids, 
younger ones, older ones, to see the kids. They don't, they don't fully understand maybe all this. All they know is, I'm doing something for Jesus. And people are responding and worshiping because of it. And whether they're acting or dancing or singing or whatever they're doing, they're suddenly connected. And they're lifting. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to be mature. You don't have to be, I've been saved for 23. No, you, you, you just have to lift him up. And you can be five years old and lift him up. Not even understanding that you're doing it. But as you're lifting him up, people are being drawn, not to the child, but to Jesus. And I felt this earlier in the service. I think it was before Gloria came up. And God wants, God, God is wanting to put an anointing on the children and the youth. It, it, maybe you're a guest today. I know it's awkward, but if you'll come we're not going to embarrass you. We're just going to just going to pray for you. Just lay our hands on your head real quick and just, Lord, anoint the children. Anoint our young people as they literally go to Babylon every day. Come on. They're being educated in Babylon. Do you all hear me? And they just hear about Jesus for 30 minutes on a Sunday. That's it. And then every day they're in Babylon. But Daniel, look how Daniel came out in Babylon. And look how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of. I will not bow to that God. We're, we're blessed that we have fairly conservative school boards in this area, I guess. But in a lot of places, it's horrible what they're doing to children. But our God is still alive. He said, well, they took prayer out of school. You can't take prayer out of school. Children, no one can stop you from praying in your school. Maybe, they, maybe they're not going to let you lead a prayer group, but you, you, can, say, you can stand up and pray. You, you can pray. You can pray at your desk. You can pray in the gym. You can pray wherever. You can pray. <laughs> they can't stop you from praying. So we're going to pray right now. Please stay a little bit longer. Just, just kind of stretch your hand out. and Maybe some, if your parents want to come, that's okay. Just kind of stand behind them. And, and not just teens, but everyone as old as Milena can come. I never thought I would call Milena old, <laughs> but she's getting there. I know, eh? pushing that quarter century mark here in a few years. <laughs> Jesus, just kind of stand behind them if you can. My elders can come, and my Lord, I feel this. Listen, it doesn't have to be some weird, spectacular thing. <laughs> we we talked about this. Recently, that what is laying on of hands? It's identification. It's it, it's it's when you lay hands, you're saying, "I, I identify. Whew. I know I know what you're going through. <laughs> I know it's been a long time, but I've been young. <laughs> Someone asked me 
what was the first president you remember? And I, I think it was Julius Caesar. It's, it's been a long time. Jesus. But I was young. I wasn't born saved, believe me. There, there isn't anything, you know, you, whatever y'all are into, even back then we were into it. But my Jesus brought me out. I'm standing here not because I'm all that. I'm standing here because he told me to do it, and I'm okay. And listen, young people, God has a hand on you like I'm laying my hand on you. And believe me, you can make a difference. Believe me, you're called to make a difference. And I don't care if you're 5 or 25. I'm here to tell you. God has positioned you to make a difference. Don't be intimidated by your schoolmates. Don't get ugly with them. Don't, don't, don't punch them. Don't, don't do it. I'm just saying, stand your ground. I know who I am. I am a child of the king. Real quick, we got to pray. I got a call back yesterday from somebody that was here. They left here, and they were so touched. But they called to tell me, they said, Gloria, I feel that the children in this church are called for such a time as this. And I want to say this, that the children yesterday, they didn't want to just get up and perform. They came back, and they said, we want to set the tables. And it may not have been perfect what they did, (laughs) but they did it with all their heart. And that's all that God requests. That's all he requires of us. He doesn't look for perfection. He looks for a willing heart. Amen. That's good. Amen. Amen. I saw them, man. They were, they were setting the plates, and I told them, listen the, fork, listen, the fork and the knife needs to go to the right or the left. Pick one. I, I was helping them, but don't, don't mess with our minds here. But they did it. They were setting the tables. Oh, that's a word from God. He has called you to set tables. <laughs> I wish I could had time to preach that. Set tables where people will come. And Jesus said, I'm knocking at the door. Jesus is knocking at your door, young people. And he's just saying, I want to come in. I want to come into your life. I want to I wanna sup with you. I want to dine with you. Everyone stretch forth your hand. This won't take but a minute. Please be patient. This is worth every bit of your time people for these placemakers to pay to pray for these young people listen some of us we're in our 60s 70s 80s we're not going to be here long but they're taking over this is not the church of tomorrow it's today you are the church of today young people stretch forth your hands amen i'm gonna pray for you okay okay all right father In the name of Jesus, ah, let her remember this moment.